Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, Vladimir Putin unleashes a tidal wave of violence as Russia launches a full-scale invasion of Ukraine and President Biden vows to hold him accountable. Air raid sirens blare in Ukraine's capital as Russian paratroopers land on the outskirts of Kyiv and tanks roll into the country. And after a pitched battle at a radioactive nuclear plant, Russians gain control, raising fears of a potential disaster at Chernobyl. The mass exodus. As the UN warns of a refugee crisis, roadways jammed and subway stations turned into bomb shelters. Plus, we're on the front lines tonight as Ukrainian troops vow to fight back against Russia. Taking aim. President Biden issues new sanctions as Russian stocks nosedive, wiping out $200 billion in value. Putin is the aggressor. Putin chose this war. And our interview tonight with the Secretary of State. Here in the United States with one million Ukrainians in America, their fears for family and friends back home. Dangerous winter weather. Thousands of flights canceled as snow, ice and rain moves across the country. Guilty. Three police officers convicted of violating George Floyd's civil rights by failing to intervene as Officer Derek Chauvin killed Floyd. And we end tonight with a moment of reflection as war returns to Europe for the first time since World War II. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. Tonight we are witnessing history, the largest war in Europe since the end of World War II. 
And this is the nightmare scenario that the world feared. The full-scale Russian invasion of Ukraine is well underway tonight. Vladimir Putin unleashed a tidal wave of violence across Ukraine, firing 160 short-range and medium-range missiles. That's according to a senior defense official. And at least 137 Ukrainians have been killed and hundreds wounded. But those numbers are expected to surge in the hours ahead. Fierce fighting is happening along several front lines as Russian forces move into Ukraine from three sides and are advancing on the capital of Kyiv. These new images show the first pictures of damage inside Ukraine. Military installations and airports have been targeted, but so have civilian airport apartment buildings and hospitals. Roadways are jammed as civilians attempt to flee large cities while subway stations have turned into bomb shelters. President Biden announcing today a new round of punishing sanctions and the deployment of 7,000 additional troops to Europe. We have a team of reporters covering this story, beginning with CBS's Charlie Daggett in Kyiv. Good evening, Charlie. Good evening to you, Nora. It has been a tough day for Ukrainian forces. They've been fighting Russian troops on multiple fronts. And now we're getting late word tonight that those Russian forces are advancing on the capital itself on day one of this invasion. Air raid sirens and explosions shattered the peace today. In a conflict that will send shockwaves far beyond the battlefields of Ukraine in the biggest attack on a European country in nearly 80 years. This is what Vladimir Putin's operation to demilitarize the country looks like after declaring war in a pre-dawn announcement. Tonight, we're told a major battle is underway at the Gostomel airfield on the outskirts of the capital itself, where Russian paratroopers swooped in today. The president of Ukraine confirming paratroopers had landed, saying Russian airborne troops are surrounded. But one battle they lost was for the former Chernobyl nuclear power plant around 60 miles from the capital, now fully in the hands of the Russians. The clashes followed a campaign of aerial bombardment across the country. The streets of Kyiv are virtually deserted and with good reason. Ukrainians here are in a state of shock. Nobody here wanted to believe that the capital itself would come under attack. And it's impossible to predict what the next 24 hours will bring. Nonetheless, as President Putin boasted in his declaration of war this morning, Ukraine and NATO allies are only too aware that Russia is one of the strongest nuclear powers in the world, an ominous threat. That first bombardment triggered a mass exodus from the capital today. If it happens again tonight, those who remained in the city might be the next ones to flee. Now, the Ukrainian government has declared martial law with the curfew in place here from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., and they're expecting another round of airstrikes to happen here in the early hours. President Zelensky has gone on television moments ago. He said, we're fighting this war alone. He's now barring men from 18 to 60 from leaving the country. Nora? Calling up all the forces. Charlie Daggett, thank you. 
Well, we go now to one of the first cities targeted by the airstrikes, Kharkiv. It's located just 20 miles from the Russian border. And to give you an idea of the size of the city, the eastern Ukrainian village is about the size of Dallas. CBS's Holly Williams is there where she met some of the innocent victims of the deadly attack. Good evening, Holly. Good evening, Nora. Here in Kharkiv, we've been hearing what sound like either missile or airstrikes tonight. This is Ukraine's second largest city and a major strategic target for Russia. A Russian fighter jet over Kharkiv, according to a Ukrainian official. Russia claims it isn't targeting civilians. But in the town of Chukhuiv, Ukrainian officials say the Russians bombed this apartment building, killing at least one and injuring 15 residents. I never thought this would happen on our land, said Olena Carrillo, a local teacher. The outskirts of Kharkiv have been pummeled by shelling, ruining homes and shattering lives. And the Russians are also taking losses. We believe this soldier was killed by Ukrainian forces on the edge of the city. After months of stoical calm in the face of a possible invasion, in Kharkiv there's now panic buying in supermarkets, a rush to donate blood and a search for shelter from Russian missiles and airstrikes. It's really terrible. I got up at 5 o'clock and I listen a lot of uh, bomb. Look at this. Andrei Ostapenko showed us where he and hundreds of others will likely sleep tonight, the city's subway. With the trains halted, people are camped out with their children and their pets. Marina Omelyanenko works in IT and is here with her mother. They heard it was too dangerous to flee the city by road. It will be scary to stay at home at night. It will be dark. Many civilians in Ukraine are trapped in the firing line with nowhere to run. The United Nations says around 100,000 people have already fled their homes in Ukraine since early today when Russia began its assault. Nora. Holly Williams, thank you. Well, in his first remarks since Russia's full-scale invasion, President Biden said he has no plans to speak with Vladimir Putin and that relations between the two countries are, quote, completely ruptured. And in an alarming comment, President Biden today said Putin has larger ambitions than just Ukraine, that he wants to reestablish the former Soviet Union. CBS's Weijia Jiang reports tonight from the White House on new crippling sanctions. President Biden condemned what he called Vladimir Putin's premeditated, unprovoked attack. Putin is the aggressor. Putin chose this war. And now he and his country will bear the consequences. The president announced new sanctions aimed at crippling the Russian economy, targeting four large Russian banks, several more oligarchs friendly with Putin, and new restrictions on key high-tech exports to Russia. For weeks, the administration has insisted sanctions would curb Putin's aggression. The president believes that sanctions are intended to deter. But today, Mr. Biden said the opposite as he struggled to answer how to stop Putin from overtaking Ukraine. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. It has to show this is going to take time. 
President Biden refrained from sanctioning the Russian energy sector because of how it would affect already high oil prices. The conflict sent the cost of oil over $100 a barrel today for the first time in eight years. I know this is hard and that Americans are already hurting. With the full-scale Russian invasion underway, the president said his decision to deploy 7,000 U.S. troops to Germany was not to put them in position to fight Russia. Our forces are not going to Europe to fight in Ukraine, but to defend our NATO allies and reassure those allies in the East. President Biden also said today that sanctioning Vladimir Putin himself is an option that is on the table. But he declined to answer why it hasn't already happened. The president plans to attend an emergency NATO summit tomorrow morning. The 30-nation alliance will map out next steps to deal with this crisis. Nora. Weijia Jiang, thank you. Well, after a firefight with the Ukrainians, Russian forces took control of the site of the world's worst nuclear disaster. And in some breaking news, the White House now says that Russian soldiers are holding the staff of Chernobyl hostage. CBS's David Martin reports from the Pentagon. Russia's road to Kiev runs through nuclear wasteland up Chernobyl, site of the 1986 nuclear meltdown that has been blamed for dozens of deaths. Today, it became a battleground as Ukrainian forces tried to hold off Russian troops, raising fears high-powered weapons would puncture the dome erected over the ruined reactor and once again release radiation. The fight is uh, going right there with Ukrainian National Guard protecting the Chernobyl station from the attack. After the fighting ended with the Russians in control, Ukraine assured the International Atomic Energy Agency there had been no casualties nor destruction at Chernobyl. Ukraine also said all of its 15 nuclear reactors around the country were operating safely and securely. But the Russian invasion is only in its opening phase, and the danger of a wartime nuclear accident remains. Russian troops are advancing on three fronts, one toward Kyiv, one toward Kharkiv, and one from the south out of Crimea, a province of Ukraine which Putin seized in 2014. The last time a war like this was fought in Europe, there was no such thing as a nuclear power. Nora? David Martin at the Pentagon, thank you. Joining us now is Secretary of State Antony Blinken. Mr. Secretary, thank you for your time. Good to be with you, Nora. Thanks. Well, there were a number of alarming developments today. Do you believe that Ukraine's capital of Kyiv could soon fall to Russian forces? Well, it's certainly under threat, uh, and it could well be under siege. Uh, this is the uh, opening salvo of a massive uh, invasion, and we see this continuing uh, and uh, threatening Kyiv and threatening other major cities in Ukraine. And where is Ukraine's President Zelensky, and how concerned are you about his safety right now? To the best of my knowledge, President Zelensky remains uh, in Ukraine. Uh, at, uh, at his post. And of course, we're concerned for the safety of uh, all of our friends uh, in Ukraine, uh, government officials uh, and others. And we're doing everything we can to stand with them, to support them. We're there for them, not only us, uh, countries throughout Europe and countries around the world. And we learned today that Russia captured Chernobyl. Ukraine's foreign minister raised the specter of another nuclear disaster. Is that something the U.S. government is concerned about? Well, they're going after uh, various utilities, uh, power facilities. Chernobyl's one of them. Obviously, that, that uh, causes heightened concern and scrutiny. It's something we're looking very carefully at. 
When President Biden addressed the nation today, he said that Putin wants a new Soviet Union. Is there intelligence to suggest that President Putin will advance beyond Ukraine? You don't need intelligence to tell you that that's exactly what President Putin wants. He's made clear that uh, he'd like to reconstitute uh, the Soviet empire. Short of that, he'd like to reassert a sphere of influence around uh, neighboring countries that were once part uh, of, the, uh, of the Soviet bloc. Now, when it comes to a threat beyond uh, Ukraine's borders, uh, there's something very powerful standing in his way. That's Article 5 of NATO. Uh, an attack on one is an attack on all. So on that point, I mean, while U.S. troops are not in Ukraine, they are close by. So what's being done to lower the risk of some accidental escalation with Russian forces? Well, you always want to make sure that you don't have um, miscalculations, accidents. And so uh, one of the things we're looking to do is to be in communication with Russia uh, on a military basis to make very clear uh, what uh, what it risks if um, uh, if it miscalculates. I want to ask you about some of the troubling words from Vladimir Putin's speech. Mm. He warned of consequences never seen in history. Was he threatening a nuclear attack? Well, I can't begin to uh, get into his head and to uh, say exactly what he means by that, by, by those kinds of words, that kind of uh, bluster. But again, uh, we've been prepared for whatever course that he chooses to take. We were prepared to engage diplomatically, if uh, if we could, to divert him from the aggression that he's pursued. We are also equally prepared now that he's committed that aggression. Russia's economy is fueled by gas, and the U.S. is a consumer. So, would the U.S. consider cutting off oil and gas purchases from Russia? Well, what we're doing, uh, Nora, across the board is making sure that we in inflict maximum pain uh, on, uh, on Russia for what uh, President Putin has done while minimizing any of the pain uh, to us. We're in full coordination with, uh, with other countries, both consumers and producers alike, to minimize any impact that this may have on, uh, on energy prices and on gasoline. Mr. Secretary, thank you for your time. Thanks, Nora. Good to be with you. And Russia's attack on its neighbor ignited protests across the world, even in Moscow. Here in the U.S., there are more than a million people with ties to Ukraine, and some of them expressed their anger over the invasion. Here's CBS's Scott McFarlane. Outside the White House tonight, Ukrainian-Americans rallied for stiffer U.S. sanctions and military support. Stand with Ukraine! One of a growing number of protests across America. No to Putin. Plus London and Berlin and more than 900 arrested protesting the war in Moscow. Some of the calls for protests coming from a bunker in Ukraine. Please protest against what Putin is doing. Please stop this war. Murder was spray painted outside the Russian embassy in Washington, leading to an arrest. We're hopeful. We're praying that everybody is safe. A sleepless night for Michael Sawkill, who couldn't reach close friends and family west of Kiev by phone. Is it extra challenging not being able to reach somebody you know there? It's, it's, it's challenging. It's challenging, obviously, for two reasons. It's challenging because you don't know whether the network is down or obviously you don't know if anything has happened to said person. Chance of stand with Ukraine and stop Putin from this crowd of hundreds in the rain here tonight. Another larger demonstration planned here Sunday afternoon. Nora. Scott McFarlane outside the White House. Thank you. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. 
All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. There's more breaking news tonight as a jury has found three former Minneapolis police officers guilty of violating George Floyd's civil rights. They were accused of depriving Floyd of his right to medical care when former officer Derek Chauvin kneeled on Floyd's neck as he begged for air. All three still face a state trial in June. Chauvin pleaded guilty to violating Floyd's civil rights in December. All right, tonight, a widespread winter storm is dumping snow, ice, and rain, impacting about 120 million Americans. Upstate New York and much of New England is bracing for 6 to 12 inches of snow, with some areas getting well over a foot. Boston, which hit a record high 69 degrees on Wednesday, could be buried under as much as 10 inches of snow by tomorrow night. That's quite a change. Tonight, as Russian troops continue their march toward Ukraine's capital, this is considered one of the darkest hours for Europe since World War II. Peace on the continent has been shattered. Also shattered the lives of many in Ukraine. Overnight, so much has changed. Apartment buildings on fire, a workspace, evidence of a war zone. As Ukraine's president warns of a new Iron Curtain falling, Berlin's Brandenburg Gate, a symbol of the Cold War, is lit up in blue and gold, the colors of Ukraine in solidarity with the people, including children who should be headed to school but are headed to emergency shelters. Subway stations, usually packed with commuters, are now filled with those seeking shelter from airstrikes. And many are stuck waiting, waiting for money at an ATM or waiting for food waiting to leave and to see what exactly Vladimir Putin will do next. And so our hearts and our prayers are with the people of Ukraine. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, CBS's Steve Hartman goes on the road with some Chicago high school students whose futures just became a whole lot brighter. And a reminder, if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.